So for those who don't know what you've got going on, you want to tell a little bit about what business looks like today? Today? Um, man, so I run a university. I got um, EYL University powered by Recession Proof, over 20,000 members there. Um, I built a brand called Recession Proof, teaching people how to like leverage credit, turn it into cash and start multiple different streams of income. Um, from there, I ended up going into different businesses, went into, I bought a jet a few years back, end up in the jet brokerage business and brokering jets and doing different kind of luxury travel, created that business, um, been working on that. But then also five years ago, I started doing live events um, with my convention. So every year, you know, we do different live events for my community, exclusive to my community, private events. Um, and it's just been growing and scaling and really just building online to where now, you know, different partnerships and, you know, different businesses that kind of have spiral from everything. Yeah. Didn't you recently have an event in Vegas? Yes, yes, yes. We had the, uh, that was the convention last year with Magic Johnson, Drink Champs, Mike Tyson. Yeah. I remember, because, you know, I travel a lot, not not private. I need to step my game up and, and <laughs> get on jet brokerage. But I, I remember going through the airport and seeing you guys as giant signs at the airport. And I was like, dang, dude, I, yeah. he ain't just on Facebook ads. He's doing this like traditional marketing too. Yeah. Now we, we took over that airport because one of the things I tell people, a lot of times people do live events and I see them lose money Yeah, and it'd be like, dude, you're not profitable. Like, why are you doing it? Like, or they watch other people do events and they just want to do it. Like, oh man, it looks dope and put a whole bunch of people on a flyer. And it's just like, yo, if it doesn't make money, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like it has to make money. Yeah. And so they like, yo, I came and I was doing Vegas. I said, I'm doing Vegas. Looked at the dates. I'm like, okay, we're going to do, um, it was Memorial Day weekend. They said, it's going to be, it's going to cost more money. I said, yeah, but where do people go Memorial Day weekend? Understand historically any event, any place that we go is so many of us and my branding is so strong with my t-shirts and my community. We take over that city. I said, so I said, it was like, it's going to, my event planner was on me. She was like, yo, it's going to cost us more money. They want to charge us almost 25, 30, 40% more yeah. because of Memorial Day. I said, okay, so spend 60, 70% more on marketing and advertising around that city. So we like, how? I don't know what came over me. I said, take over the whole airport. <laughs> I, I, I looked, I said, where do people go? Memorial Day weekend. Vegas is one of the number one most traveled places. X amount, like 18, 20 million people are going to come through Vegas this weekend. Plaster the airport. Drop the budget there. Plaster the airport. Plaster the hotel. How the much do you think mirage. you spent on, on marketing over there? That weekend I spent on that whole event, I spent almost like 2.3, 2. 2.4 2. Wow. Just on marketing. No, that's on the, on the whole on event. On the entire event. Together. Yeah. It was, it cost me about 2.3, 2.4 million in marketing um, with the airport and everything that I did. It probably was about 600 K. 600 K in marketing. Yeah. And so, but what I looked at is that. Cause you got to pay Magic Johnson, all these guys. Yeah. I mean, those are like the talent budget and bringing yeah. everybody in. So, but my goal was that if, X amount of million people are going to come. I need them to see me. Yeah. They need to see my marketing, see my branding. We did probably about 70 K at the door for people who wasn't members that seen, because you can't come unless you're a member. Yeah. They seen the marketing and want, and you had to join. People were joining for $2,500 to come to my convention. 
Yeah, they had to join first, then they can get a ticket. We did 70K at the door. Yeah. Imagine what we did online. Yeah. Like over that weekend, like I tell people like, it, that event generated me over $5 million. We did like $6.2 million off that event. Wow. And that's, um, people don't know, they're like, why would you spend this much money or why is it this? It's free. How you make money off a free event? And I explained like the business models. That oh, the come. event was free too. It's free for my members. Yeah. You just had to be a member. Okay. But it's 2,500 to be a member and be in my community. Yeah. How many people showed up at the event? Um, It was about 5,000. Man, so, that's big. Where was it at? The Mirage. Oh, that's funny. Our events at the Mirage too. Bro? Yeah. yeah. Our events at the Mirage next month. Dude, took took over. Like we had the elevators. Only thing I was pissed, they wouldn't give me the room keys that week. Like I wanted all the room keys to have my my logo and branding on it. But from there, uh, like just speaking on live events, is that even when people do events, I learned and I start hacking the game because, you know, we'll do event and you sit on stage and I don't I don't have a podcast. I don't have a, a strong YouTube following. So if I do an interview with somebody, it dies there. Yeah. Only people get the value of the people that's in the audience. They get clips on social media in 30 days. It's done. I'm moving on to next content. If it makes it 30 days, realistically, that event makes it a week on my page. And then we got other shit that we got to yeah, post yeah, and keep moving. Keeps going down the feed. Bro, I started getting guests. So if I pay a guest. You know, you you pay six figures for a guest to come. Yep. I started getting podcasts to come for free to mm. interview. Yeah. But the podcast, like I did Million Dollars Worth of Game and Floyd Mayweather, that podcast is the number one podcast in music, hip hop. This is the biggest podcast. Well, Floyd will be one of the top five, top 10 episodes. I know it. Will you guys come and do it for free? If I get him. Yeah, we'll come. We rock with you. Show me love. They came, did the podcast for free. The Epis podcast with Floyd? With Floyd. Got it. So now they're guests on my flyer. Yeah. More ticket sales. Mm -hmm. More people coming to see. Help with promotion, marketing. So that increased ticket sales, increased value of the event. But now my event goes on their, their YouTube. Mm -hmm. They put me in the middle of it as like a kind of like an ad where I got 10, 15 minutes to talk promo what's going on and, and have a conversation in the middle of one of the biggest episodes right episode goes to get three almost four million views mm -hmm. i'm in the middle of it off my event so now my event is continuously making money like still till today i get text messages from that campaign that i set up in that ad yeah it was two years ago wow um, i get i i can pull my phone out today and somebody has texted me mwg mm. and these is different ways that it grows like helping my event grow. Yeah. One thing I love about what you're doing is you really are all about brand. You know, mm -hmm. you've got this recession proof brand. Everything is blue. You even got a mascot. You got, you know, all this stuff happening. And, you know, I've been a big proponent of that for a long time. I've always told people like, hey, you know, you're always playing like the short term and the long term. The short term is, you know, how most people think. They're like, oh man, does this, does ad make money today or not? Because if it doesn't, we're not in business, yeah. right? And then there's the long term of it where it's like, yo, starting a podcast is really hard. Paying uh, a mega uh, celebrity six figures is really hard. And we don't know if we're going to get a return. But we do know that if we can get, you know, alignment with them and we get on the right podcast, we get on, you know, all of these things and we just constantly put out content, 
Like we're going to build brand value over the years and that you can't even measure it. Yep. You can't. And that's the thing I tell people is like, you got to almost like in this day and age, marketing and advertisement is almost like looking at hacking other people's audiences and the most valuable, respectful way. Yeah. Where everybody wins and everybody benefits because a lot of times we'll look for our own benefit. Yeah. It's not, you don't look to benefit others. So when, like when I added the guest, it wasn't just for my benefit. It's like, well, this, this, I'll get a guest worthy of your podcast top tier. Yeah. I want one of the top episodes to where I really add it's worth you coming. Yeah. It's worth you traveling, filming this, setting it up. Like we had drink champs. But what I realized, bro, is that I'm always learning and watching. So this Floyd Mayweather thing goes off. It's literally Floyd Mayweather clips everywhere. Two million views on this reel. Seven million views on the reel. And I'm sitting there going, this is for my episode. But the microphone didn't say recession proof. Uh, None of my branding was on those clips. Yeah. And I said. <laughs> hey, don't worry. We we got it on, on this one. We got the microphone logo. See? Yeah. See? <laughs> that, bro, I was, I was, I'm, I'm like. They like, yo, that clip clips is everywhere. And yeah, if you add your your thing on the that would have been just 20 million, 30 million views like free. So I did Mike Tyson. I worked it into the deal. You are what you can negotiate. Cool. Mike, you coming to do drink champs. I know this episode is going to go crazy. You got to wear my recession proof shirt. <laughs> you can't clock. You can't crop it out when he says something because he's super viral. Yeah. Certain people are viral speakers. When they say certain things, it's going to clip. It's going to go everywhere. It's like Rick Ross. Certain people, it's like they say anything is going. Yeah. Put my shirt on. He wore the shirt. Now all those clips, two million. My brand is there. Yep. And that's and you can't make it up. But then guess what else? I'm also on the episode promoing. Yeah. Giving out my text number. I don't got it. I'm not here to say nothing, but I just want to give some kind of lead magnet in this episode that I created yeah, to, t- to get credit for it. But these are just ways that I monetize to where it continuously grows once the event is over. Well, I think the big key is you're creating win-wins for everybody, right? You're, you're taking this podcast and you're saying, hey, I've got a great guest for you that I'm already paying to do this thing. Let me add value to you. And by you coming, you're going to add value to me. You know, Mike, just wear this shirt. You're going to wear a shirt anyway. You know, I'm I'm going to pay you more money for wearing the shirt, <laughs> yep. right? Like mm-hmm. let's all win together. And yep. that's how I've always looked at this podcast. You know, I've had so many just like big names on it. You know, mm-hmm. I've been able to get, you know, Patrick Bedavid, Cardone, uh, Serhant, and just basically every entrepreneur that you've ever heard of, Formosi. Mm-hmm. And it's not because all of a sudden, like they just want to do me a favor, is because they see value in coming on the show. They're like, hey, you know what? This guy's put in a lot of time, effort, money to to build a show. He's invested in a set. Um, yeah. you know, and I think that it's valuable if I come on the show because, you know, they'll be able to deliver their message, it'll get heard, and it'll be good for whatever it is they do, right? Mm-hmm. And I just know the more that I can create win-wins for everybody. You know, it makes it simple when I invite a guy like you or whoever else, you're like, oh, yeah, let's roll. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm trying to make it valuable for the guests, not for myself, but for the guest. Because everybody wins. I remember when um, Dan Fleshman, we were talking and he was like, bro, 
Um, I asked him how many podcasts he do. He said all of them. <laughs> he, I'm like, huh? He said everybody's. He said I even do them when they start. Um, Casey Adams, he, he, we, it was one he spoke on. He said I, I was his first guest. He was mm-hmm. like, I was literally like the first guest. He ended up landing, you know, uh, Larry King later down the road. But he was like, I was the first guest and I was willing to go on because sometimes you don't know where it grows to. Yeah. So you imagine like your first guest. Oh, yeah. And now that first guest is like catching steamroll because they were just they didn't know that, hey, I'm part of something that's going to keep growing. Right. And as you put the effort in, as long as you want to put the effort in, because a lot of people want to create podcasts and they want to do it. But it's like, are you going to create the the momentum to keep it going that way? It's beneficial for everybody. The right. person who believed in you in that first episode and the people who are willing to come once they see that you're continuously working and the content that you're putting out and the value that it adds to the audience and how it can be received. So it's one of the dope things I, I would tell people that's considering starting a podcast that watch and they they want to have conversations and sit there, but they don't or they scare. Oh, nobody's going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. People will do it. You just got to ask. Yeah. And then keep going. Yeah. Like if they see it enough, it'd be like, okay, I keep seeing this name. Yeah. And then it just grows. And Yeah. I think um, it's funny because right before this, um, I was writing out a list of basically every guest I want to have on the show that has not been on yet. Yeah. So I wrote down this massive list of guests and, you know, now, you know, to this point, what's got me here is like, I've already had a relationship with everyone who's been on the show for the most part. Right. And then there were some cold texts to certain people or DMs and it ended up panning out. But for the most part, I was either a connection away or I knew him directly. Um, Now I'm like, hey, let's go to the next phase and really like, quote unquote, go after the A-listers. Let's let's go after the, you know, in the entrepreneur space. Let's go try and get Mark Cuban now. Let's go try and get these Marcus Limonis, these TV guys. All right. You know, athletes, I've always been good with getting athletes let's let's go get more athletes let's go get hollywood you know yeah. and it's like all right now the the show's at the point where we can start reaching out to those people and not just like get ignored <laughs> yeah where they're catching on and seeing the momentum and the track record yeah so oh. that's kind of like where we're at now but it's just it takes time you know i've been doing this now for two and a half years two and a half years two and a half years we you know i started the podcast in 2021 and um you know, it's just continue. Like we just keep trying to get better. Yeah. Yeah. How many episodes in are you? That's a good question. Um, I would say at least, uh, we've been doing at least two a week. So, I mean, it's gotta be like over 150 now. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. 